Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you desire for us to have a great life. And today we're going to talk about something you've given to us to help us on that path and help us to embrace this thing we're going to talk about today in greater ways. Praise in your name. Amen. I'd like to read to you a um, section from Scripture compilation of some of the Proverbs. For the Lord grants wisdom. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Happy is a person who finds wisdom. Getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. If you live a life guided by wisdom, you won't limp or stumble as you run. Does anybody here want to have a great life? Do you want to have a great life? God wants you to have a great life. The world tries to give us a great life, but the world fails. Ever see some of those um, commercials like on TV or maybe on the internet? Maybe something effective, hey, if you use this product, you're going to look 20 years younger. And so you go and you buy it, and what happens? Does it work? No, it doesn't work. Or maybe you have some scratches on your car, and it's like, you buy this product and um, put it on your car, and it's going to look as good as new. And so you buy it and try what happens. Your car looks even worse after sometimes, right? Or you see this um, commercial where there's some guy with a six-pack, and he's holding up this um, thing, that, like an ab cruncher thing. And if you use this, you're going to look like me in a few weeks. And you buy it, and what happens? Doesn't work, does it? The world doesn't have... The answers, God does. And God gives us something to help us have the most amazing life now and forever, and that is his word. You think about this. What God offers to you is something that can help you to grow in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Does anybody want those things? This book right here can help you have those things by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a book that talks about forgiveness. It talks about a God who loves us unconditionally, a God who not only forgives us, but gives us the power to forgive others, a God who opens up the way for eternity, a God who is more powerful than this universe. He can do anything. You know, I think back over my life, and I grew up in a Christian church and went to worship um, every week in Sunday school, and as I mentioned before, it wasn't until I was almost 19 years old when it finally clicked in. I finally began to believe. And all of a sudden, the Bible began to open up to me. It began to make sense more and more. And I felt God leading me on a path to becoming a pastor. And so I went through pre-seminary studies in college. Um, I began to learn more about the Bible. I went to seminary. I was way behind a lot of the seminary students because I was just starting to understand the Bible. And I learned a lot there. But a lot of what I learned in college and seminary was knowledge and understanding. When I finished the seminary, a month before I went to my first um, church that I was called to, and during that month, I read through the entire Bible from Genesis through Revelation. And it was amazing. Just the words were just jumping out at me. This book written by 40 authors over 1,600 years and three different continents, all these words come together and they're so powerful. And I see certain sections which especially jump out at me. Over 33 years, 
Being a pastor, I've seen the power of God's word to change people's lives. And what I realize is that churches that are more into the word of God are churches that are thriving in greater ways. And individuals thriving and having incredible lives more and more. I've seen this even in my own life. And it's a series of continuous growth. We can never think, okay, I know it all, because there's always more to learn from the Word of God. And about 25 years ago, I began um, to take the church then through, a, through the, the Bible in a year study, doing the same thing now here, and I've done that for pretty much every church I've, I've served in, and I see amazing things happen. But something especially has happened in my life in the last year. A word that's jumping out at me more and more in the Word is wisdom. Because I realized a lot of my learning growing up was focused on knowledge and understanding. Knowledge in the mind, understanding in the heart. But a word I see more and more in Scripture is the word wisdom. And what does wisdom mean? Taking the word and applying it in our everyday life. I think sometimes in my life I've been guilty of, of you know, focusing in the future and looking at the past. There's only one time I can live, and what is that? Right now. And the wisdom of God's word is meant to take root right now. In the Lord's Prayer, we pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And something that's really jumped out at me, I used to think, yeah, the, the Bible shows me that, that Jesus lived, he died, he rose for me, that through him I'm going to live forever. And it's exciting. But thy kingdom come, thy will be done on where? Earth as it is in heaven. What does that mean? You don't have to wait. Okay? Heaven's been fantastic. But we can catch glimpses of heaven when? Even right now, the more that we apply ourselves and let God's word sink into our lives. And so I want to talk about the wisdom of God's word initially as far as some things that the wisdom of God's word can do. And the first thing is this. It will strengthen your faith. It will strengthen your faith. It says in Acts 20, And now I entrust you to God and his care and to his wonderful words that are able to build your faith and give you all the inheritance of those who are set apart for himself. If you grow in your faith, your life gets way better. Faith is being sure of what we hope for, certain what we do not see. As we grow in faith, we realize the sins of our past are taken care of. We know that our future is secure. We're going to a place called heaven one day, beyond our wildest dreams. In the present, God is with us every step of the way. And the more that we walk in faith and live in faith, the more our lives are amazingly blessed, and the more the people around us are blessed, and the more God is glorified. It will strengthen your faith. Second, it will guide your decisions. Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light for my path. Something I've come to realize, our society focuses so much on, on feeling, so much on emotion. And way too often, our decisions are based upon what? Feeling and emotion. And how many times are we led astray by that? Time and time again. The Bible talks a lot about using our minds. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Take every thought and make it obedient to the Word of God. That the more that we grow in the Word of God, the more we begin to think scripturally. And I want to encourage us as we go through life and as we come to decisions... Not just let the first emotion take over and guide us, but stop and think and use your mind. What does God's word tell me I should do in this situation? And God's word never leads us astray. It guides our decisions. Third, it enhances our life. Enhances our life. 
Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Even Jesus says in 10.10, I've come to give you life and give it to the full. The more that we grow in God's word, the more our life is fulfilled. The more we will be happy and joyful and free. It adds so much. And the only person stopping us from receiving that is ourselves so often. The more we're into it, the more we're blessed. It's going to change our hearts, the fourth thing. For the word of God is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest knife, cutting deep into our inmost thoughts and desires. It exposes us for what we really are. I have seen the word of God turn the hardest people into the most gentle, loving people you can imagine. The last 33 years, I just, it's been so fun for me to watch God's word transform people. Yesterday, I was talking to a dear friend of mine. I've known him for over 25 years. The first time I met him, he got out of jail for the second time for selling drugs. He was attending a church that I was at. And we're talking about how God has been at work in his life. And now he's a regional manager for Crossroads um, Rehabilitation, which is you know, working with drug addicts. And he oversees four men's um, treatment facilities. And he's helped hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 25 years, including my nephew, who was a meth addict, who now has found sobriety through my friend Randy's program, and also has found the Lord. God's word is powerful. It changes hearts. So it strengthens your faith, it guides your decisions, it enhances your life, changes your heart. But some things about the Bible, sometimes it's difficult to understand. Do you find some parts of the Bible hard to understand? I do too, okay? And so you may come to Pastor Mike or myself and say, you know, hey, um, I don't understand a section of the Bible. And if I look at it, if I don't understand it, I'm not going to make something up. Because sometimes I'm going to say, I don't know. I don't understand that either. Because God's thoughts are beyond my thoughts. One thing I've really come to realize is that there is a God and I'm not him. And he knows what he's doing. And some parts of scripture may be challenging, but this is what I know. I can only see what I see right now. Okay? One place, one time. God sees everything. He sees the past, the present, the future. He sees all that's going on all the time. He sees an eternal picture. And it's almost like, I envision it as like he's working on a loom, okay? If you know a loom, the, the weaver on top of the loom, it looks really nice on top of the loom, but we see the underneath part. What does that look like? Kind of messy, a bunch of strings hanging down. That's what we see in this side of eternity, but God sees the big picture. Some parts may be difficult. And the best way to try to interpret them is let the scripture interpret itself. Don't put um, words into God's mouth. We go with what he's given us. But some parts are very familiar. And some parts are very repetitive. We think, why does he say this over and over again? You know why? Because we forget. He's trying to lock and load it into our minds. In fact, even Jesus says, unless you become like a child, you can't enter my kingdom. We as human beings have this tendency to make things so complicated. Jesus says, look at children. They keep things simple. The main focus of the Bible is that Jesus loves us. That we're forgiven. And to learn to love others. Love God. But never take what's familiar for granted. 
And sometimes we can do that. We have to be careful not to take the familiar for granted. The third word there is priority. And I want to focus on that the last part of my sermon. Because we only have so much time each day. We only have so much time on this planet. The question is, how are we prioritizing our time? And how much time are we giving to being in the Word of God? And so how to prioritize God's Word? The first part is this. Approach it with enthusiasm. Approach it with enthusiasm. It says in 1 Peter 2, Like newborn babies crave spiritual milk, so by it you may grow up in your salvation. Anybody ever see a hungry baby? They get, it's, it's amazing when you watch them, how much they, they want that milk so bad. I don't have babies in my condo, but I have a bunch of fish. Okay? I started with two. They're supposed to be both males. And one wasn't a male, and I have now have 70 fish. And I had one aquarium, and now I have six aquariums. And pretty soon I think my whole condo, I'm going to turn into like an aquarium and get scuba gear around and just kind of swim in there with as more and more fish is keeping more. I can't, st- in fact, if anybody wants free fish, see me. But I whenever I feed those fish, I walk up to the aquarium and they're just, they're dancing all around. They're all excited. They, just, they want that food so bad. In the same way, to be hungry and excited to receive the Word of God. It's the most important and incredible nourishment of all. It has eternal significance. All things worldly are temporary. God's word is eternal. Secondly, experience it with consistency. Experience it consistently. Now the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians. For they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scripture every day to see if what Paul said was true. How often? Every day. Examining the scripture. You know, one thing I've learned about being a Missouri Synod pastor, I'm sure Mike has learned this too, I know I'm, I am speaking to people that are um, growing in the word of God. And I know this, if I mess up in a sermon and don't stay true to the word of God, I'm going to hear about it from somebody. And I love that accountability. That's why it's so important for us all to keep growing in the word. It says in Psalm chapter 1, Oh, the joys of those who delight in doing everything God wants them to. And day and night are always meditating on his laws and thinking about ways to follow him more closely. They are like trees along a riverbank bearing luscious fruit each season without fail. Their leaves will never wither and all they do shall prosper. Consistency. Being in God's word how often? Every day. I want to encourage us to do that, to make a plan on how we're going to do that. I know we're heading towards summer, okay? Thinking about vacations, thinking about all different types of things we're going to do. But I want to encourage us to always stay focused on God's Word. If you want to have a great vacation, keep focused on God. If God is first, it's amazing how everything else gets so much better. I know a lot of you are in Bible study. I know some of the groups take a break for the the summer, but to stay consistent in your own study of the Word of God. On our website, we have a lot of tools for you that can be used. The picture of our website, part of their circled. I'm not sure if you've ever gone to our website and click on those. The first one, God Connects, is a series of 12 videos um, that focus on what we as Lutheran Christians believe. Incredibly well-designed, informative, videos about our faith, what we believe. And great review for anybody, but if you have some people that are exploring what is Christianity about, direct them to that, that site, that part of our site. The second one, the, the Bible Project. 
one of the best resources out there. As far as summarizing books of the Bible, taking various topics of the Bible, explaining it in, to you, they're about six to eight minute videos, done extremely well, high quality. Check it out. And the last one is, is um, through the Bible. And a lot of you are doing that. And it's a every day, in fact, these are in our information center out there. You read something every day. And I know a lot of you are doing that. And what we have on that site is a worksheet for the week. So as you go through the study for that week, in fact, if you aren't in it, you can still jump in any time, but start where it's at. You can do the worksheet, kind of filling out questions. At the end of the week, there's a video that I uh, put together that explains the questions and what you read for the week. And on Wednesdays at 6.30, we have an online class that I read. You can come through our website. It clicks, you know, to join the, the meeting or join the, the Bible study. You go right to it. And you don't have to let your presence be made known. You can just kind of can watch, like a fly in the way. You can watch and see. And for those of you that maybe just getting started, on the 19th, two weeks from today, we have a three-hour class I'm going to teach that goes through all the main teachings of what we as Lutheran Christians believe. Be a lunch served. We'd love to have you be part of that. But find something that works for you. We're all different. We're all on our own journey. But the key is Consistency. And I can tell you with complete confidence, the more that you are in the Word of God, the more your life is going to be blessed. Discuss it with others in Deuteronomy 6. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up with your spouse, with your children, your grandchildren, your neighbors, your small group people you might be in a Bible study with. You know, for me, my Wednesday class, as far as those of us going through the Bible, I just enjoy that time that we have to discuss and share with one another. But we just recently went through the generation series. And we saw an important thing every generation is supposed to do. And what is that? To spread the faith of generations to follow. And we see in our society today, it's not happening as much as it should be. And a lot of parents are delegating everything um, to others to do for them. You know, I just went through the book of Proverbs. In fact, what I'm doing right now, I'm going through the entire Bible, actually in six months. I'll be finished by July 1. And I just finished Proverbs yesterday. And the whole focus that, that Solomon is saying, this is for parents to share with their children. To talk about with others. And finally, to act on it with immediacy. To act on it with immediacy. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are or what they look like. There's only one time we can live. It's right now. And I've really come to realize that in this last year. About a year ago when I left um, the church I was serving, um, as I was in full-time ministry for a lot of years, and I was on a new path, and I was reading the Bible in a different way. Because before that, so often I was reading for sermon work or for Bible study work, but I was just reading it for me. And I saw an even deeper light about how to live right now. And I see more and more what Jesus talks about. Don't be worried about tomorrow. Take one day at a time. 
Focus on right now. This is the only time we can live as right now to be fully engaged in the moment we're in and to experience life to the full. And that's what God wants for each and every one of us. And he's given us a guidebook to do that. It's called what? The Bible. In Psalm 119, 165, those who love your teachings find true peace and nothing will defeat them. Does anybody want to have a great life? Right here it is. B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions before leaving earth. And the more that we spend time in this word and growing and living out the wisdom of this word, we are going to have, and we are having, a great life, even now. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. And life gets so busy. And if we don't make a plan to be in your word so often, the world makes a plan for us. And other things take over. Father God, we thank you for giving us the guidebook. And not only that, but your Holy Spirit to help us understand it. And we pray that you will help us to be on that path to having even a greater life by being more in your word. In the process, not only are we blessed, but those around us. And you are glorified in greater ways. Praise in your name. Amen.